I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to episode number 21 of NBA Holes. I am your co-host, Joe Connors, with my other co-host and good friend from New York City, Mr. Justin Wells. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. I'm glad that NBA Holes can legally drink today. Yes, we can. We can definitely legally drink. I may have a few this weekend. Um, I got the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Big game. Everybody who listens to this knows I'm from the city of Philadelphia, so uh, it's going to be a tough one, but... We'll see what happens, and I'll leave it at that because I am a very superstitious sports fan. Um, we'll see what happens, but it'll be fun. We got some good Liverpool Spurs on Sunday as a little primer before the Super Bowl. That'll be nice, but we're here to talk basketball, so let's hop into Twitter questions. And first one comes from Mr. Dave Hendrick, who decided to join back in. Uh, I just kid with Dave because I know he's back in Ireland, and it's it's basically impossible. Um for him to contribute, but he is contributing with a question, and he asks, how horrible are the Pistons going to be as Blake Griffin ages and gets more injury-prone, and all their cap space is tied up in two limited big men who aren't good defenders? And the other big man he's talking about there is obviously Andre Drummond for Pistons fans. So, Justin, what do you think about that? See, I think Dave also undersold it, the fact that neither one of them could spread the floor, too. So they're going with two cloggers in an era where everybody's going to try to run. Now, I like Andre Drummond because, you know, I think he's like a... I wouldn't say he's a horrific defender. I just wouldn't say he's a good one. He's the best rebounding center in the NBA, and he's like a decent enough offensive player. Like, I think Drummond right now is... He's a good player. He's a borderline all-star, and he's... um, But he's limited in what he can do, and it's not... That's like... He'll... As he ages, he'll just probably still be what he'll be. The rebound numbers in the box will go down, though, because he'll lose some of the athleticism. Um, Blake Griffin, on the other hand, uh, is is probably my least favorite player in the NBA. I fucking hate him. I absolutely <laughs> I don't, I, I hate fucking him hate him. Right? Like, so I. And I think, I think he's a decent player, but I think he's so limited in what he can do because yeah. he doesn't he, – like, he's not a horrific outside shooter, but he doesn't like shooting from outside. Mm-mm, you're right. He doesn't. 
It's not but, his game. Yeah, but he's not bad at it. That's the part that really annoys me. It's like he's not a bad outside shooter. He just refuses to do that, and it like it creates and, and he and he creates for a guy who's very ball dominant creates nothing. Um, once again, a lot of the types of uh, uh, he's a better rebound than Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, see, I I I agree with what Dave's saying. I would not tie up the cap space. Um, Blake Griffin has a horrendous contract with a guy, and we're going to talk about this trade more in depth later. Who's always hurt. He's hurt every year, and these are bad injuries. I'll go through them later, um, but he makes a ton of money, five years, $173 million, with a guy in Andre Drummond who just signed a massive extension. I think his was five for 127 and you brought up really good points, and it's a strange thing because I don't understand Van Gundy is from the coaching, basically spread the floor, shoot the ball. Well, he's doing the exact opposite here. This is the definition of desperation when you know you're either going to, and I don't understand why franchises do this. It drives me crazy. They just look at a name and they go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Blake Griffin's good. Yeah, let's trade for him because we can't get anybody else. Our cap is destroyed. Um, And it's a weird one. Sorry to talk over everything. You know what's interesting? In his career up until this season, the most, he, the most threes he shot in a game was 1.9. 1. This yeah. season, he's actually shooting 5.5 a game, and he's hitting 42% yeah. of them. So, he is. I mean, he's shot much better than what you just said. He's shot in the best, and he's been in the league for, I think, eight years. Or actually, maybe even more than that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but... Yeah, he he has tried to add that to his game, and forty two percent from three, not bad. For, it's not bad at all. But you're gonna have to space the floor, like you said. They're two lane cloggers. I just don't understand, you know, for what you gave up. And again, we'll get to that trade later. I don't understand why you do that, and you that's all your cap because according to everybody in the know in NBA journalism. There was not a lot of interest in Blake Griffin, and the main reason was injuries in that contract. And Stan Van Gundy's a guy who's going for broke, and this is probably not going to work the way they want it to. He's going to fail, he's going to get fired, and he's going to stick the Pistons, who are a very respectable NBA franchise, and have a winning, fra- winning history franchise, with the team that just won't be able to do anything. And as these players get older, they're stuck. And guess what, guys? Anybody who watches the NBA or knows anything about the NBA, these are guaranteed contracts. So you can't just go, yeah, I don't want this, want this guy anymore. It's not the NFL. You can't just cut players, take a cap hit, and move on. Uh, I, I don't. I, I agree with Dave. I don't know why the Pistons did it. Again, it's it reeks of desperation. It's it's really dumb. But we'll see how it plays out. If it gets now, right now they're out of the playoffs. If it gets them the eighth seed, the seventh seed, the sixth seed, I, I, I just don't, is that worth it? it you're not going to win a championship with that team. You're not even going to come close to winning a championship with that team. So are you doing it because you're moving into a new arena next year and you want a, a big splash of a guy and say, look, we got Blake Griffin? I, I don't know if that's worth destroying your cap and limiting your team to uh, tops of fifth, sixth seed. I, I, I just don't get it. They don't, I don't have any wiggle room to do anything else. And we'll talk about what they gave up. Do you want to add anything else to that? Yeah, I mean, I just want to underscore the fact that Stan Van Gundy is taking a large personal chance on a man who is an absolute fucking putz. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, our next question comes from Janigan, and I always fuck his name up, and he never tells me what it is. I don't even know what his actual real name is, but he's a good dude. But his, his question threw me off. I didn't know this was a NBA Twitter debate, but he's saying, who's the better player in their prime? Your takes on the debate ongoing within the NBA Twitter. And he wanted to know who was better in their prime of James Harden or Kobe Bryant. That's a fucking debate. I I I saw the way Hendrick answered it, and I I it was a little shocking. I didn't know. Now, see, I know Jan's a lot younger than Justin and I are both the same age. We're in our mid thirties, um, a little over our mid thirties. But um, I mean, James Harden's a great player. He's played eight seasons though. Kobe played twenty, won five rings. Um, has you know, over 30,000 points. Yeah, and it's it's not even close, and he's a better defender. I mean, you can't just he look at points plays, per game. He plays defense as a starting point. Yeah, James Harden plays no defense. He's 28 years old. How long can he continue to play? I mean, Kobe Bryant had a few years there where he was just holding on, and I get that. Most most players do that. I don't have any issue with that. Um, I don't know how you can argue this at all. I, I have not seen – I follow so many people on Twitter – Maybe I'm just not following more fans on Twitter, but this is an absolute no question that Prime Kobe is way better than Prime Harden. And I'm I love James Harden. I think he's an awesome player, but he's not a complete player like Kobe Bryant was. I just don't know where the argument comes in to even where is the basis for this? He's 28. How is he going to play 10 more years? That'll get him to 18 years. He'll be 38 years old. He's not going to win five championships. I mean, he's not won. Maybe you could argue he would should have won last year, but he hasn't won an MVP. Kobe's got one regular season and two finals MVPs. 11 first team all times to James Harden's three. Nine all defensive teams to James Harden's zero, which well, will be nine, nine all defensive first, three all defensive seconds. Thank you. Yes, you're right. And all, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's 12. Yeah, you're right. Um, his but, fucking I mean, numbers retired tw- retired twice by the same franchise. Yes, and I know. Well, th- you know why this p- p- probably gets brought up just is because people look at the regular season stats, and if you just look at that, they're very comparable. Kobe Bryant averaging twenty five his career, James Harden twenty two point seven rebounds are almost identical at five two and five assists. James Harden has a one one assist more. Steelers are the Steelers are the same. Blocks are the same, but All right, but let's also adjust for the t- for the era. Ten years ago yes. was a much more defensive, slowly paced era than this yeah. one. This one is the most wide open era of basketball, probably since like probably since the late sixties. Yeah, I agree. I mean, remember Kobe came into the league in nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven, the same same draft as Allen Iverson, which was a very different time. Like you just said, this this is this this. This NBA is basically spread the floor, shoot threes. That's what the Golden State Warriors do, but they do it with great players. That's how they beat teams. That kind of system did not come into play. 97, 2007, they were still playing different kind. You know, that's 10 full years that they weren't playing that. Kobe Bryant is one of the best fucking players to ever play the game. It, I, Me and Dave already had this argument. I think he's a top 10 player ever. Dave didn't quite agree with that. Um so, I don't quite agree with top 10, but I think he's close. Would you say he's top 15? Out, without a doubt. 
okay, so if he's top 15, then this is basically, to you and me, is no debate. We're both going prime Kobe here. Prime Kobe was ridiculous. Amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. I mean, And Jan's a big Lakers fan, so I, I'm guessing he would go prime Kobe too. So I just, I, you know, it's, the question threw me for, I like the question. It just threw me for a loop because I had to read it three times to make sure I was reading it right. I get it. I get it. Harden passes the ball. Like people, people cream themselves over the, the amount he does pass, the amount of assists he gets. And the fact that he like, you know, gets more rebounds than Kobe did, but no, 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 sorry. No, that's, if you're making that, no, if you're making that argument based on stats, like th- watch the games. Yeah. That's like, really like, and I go back love to stats. I love statistical analysis of this stuff, but Me like, too. you can't but like across eras. No, no, you can only compare someone if you're using stats to try to normalize things to mm-hmm. someone who basically is in their era. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And and people will go, oh, well, they're close enough. But as we just said, they're two different NBAs. You cannot compare them. So I'll move on to the next question. That's from Rick at Ricardinho, 1892. He's asking, and this is a funny question, and I like it. Who will be the best team in L.A. next year? Clippers or the Lakers? Oh, the Lakers are going to get LeBron and Paul George. So, uh, are you are you 100 percent convinced on that? Because I was, and now I'm hearing with really good, like from Woj and guys like Mark Stein, guys who know their basketball, that are saying now LeBron's still on the fence. And I'll say one thing about that, but a lot of people are saying that Paul George is going to resign in Oklahoma City. You very because, well might. I mean, because that's a good situation, situation. That's what it is. The situation's better, and the Lakers. I don't know how their situation gets better. Like you're not going to have your first round pick this year, this year, and even if you do get LeBron, who else goes with him? Who goes with him to make them? Now, if LeBron goes to the Lakers, they're automatically a better team than the Clippers. So that's that's end of debate. But I mean, the Clippers are doing the right thing, and again, we're going to get to the Blake Blake trade, so I don't want to talk too much about it. I think they're doing the right thing. Um, I think they should get rid of Lou Williams. Uh, who I like as a player, but he's like 32 years old. You can't, you're not going to build around a guy like that. And DeAndre Jordan is just not the same no, player. DeAndre's, getting, yeah, he's getting traded anyway. I think so. I think they both should, and I think DeAndre will. I think DeAndre's uh, going to Cleveland. I've heard that, and I've heard Milwaukee. Now, I, if Cleveland does that, they're just dumb because they just lost Kevin Love for two months because he broke his hand last night playing the Pistons. Um, I don't know what they can give up for him, but to answer Rick's question, who do you got? I'm guessing you're saying Lakers. Uh, actually, I, I like what the Lakers have right now more as far as like just like raw ammo and tools more than I like the Clippers. Because like, I mean, it's impossible to discuss the Clippers and I talk about the Blake trade and the fact that basically they've thrown the white flag up and are going to mm. rebuild. Yeah. I mean, they went to, you know, they went for it when they traded for Chris Paul and it didn't work and they tried to reshuffle it. And it didn't work. And they probably need to get rid of every rivers they have on the roster uh, <laughs> but uh you know they're they're that's blown up they're blowing it up they just need to uh you know move past it and uh and uh go go with god as far as their rebuild yeah i, I but the, 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 lakers, the, lakers, are, the lakers had started their rebuild two years earlier so they did they've got you know brandon ingram looks looks better than he did last season lonzo, yeah lonzo ball uh, you know you gotta figure that Lonzo's Lonzo's got a bad draw. His father's an asshole, and yeah, it's a shame. But like, he actually seems like 
he's you know he's playing and playing hard and like he seems like he's a reasonably good worker there it's like he'll spend the summer you know working on his shot a bit and he is a good playmaker he is a good defender and he is a good rebounder so there's you know there's something there but uh i think that you know just starting their rebuild earlier gives the lakers the advantage yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I definitely I like Lonzo Ball. I know his shot is fucked. I get it. But he, like you said, he does other things. It's not as if he's just, you know, the guy sees the floor like not many people in the NBA do. Um, Brandon Ingram has made a lot of strides. Um, I don't I don't I don't know what to make of Kyle Kuzma. Uh, it's just like I'm not sure if the Lakers want him. The Lakers want to use him in a trade. I mean, he looks like a nice player. And then other nights you're not sure what you're getting, but he's young. That's what most young players do. Julius Randle's never done it for me, um, but as far as young talent, yeah, they have they have more. So I'm gonna go Lakers there. Um, next question comes from Mike Osher at Mike Osher 81. He's asking, what team takes the Pelicans playoff spot now that Boogie's out? And that's if you agree with that, if you agree or disagree. Also, does New Orleans sell based on that injury? And we'll talk about Boogie um, tearing his Achilles and just how horrible of an injury that is. I mean, there are almost two spots because they are they are in a. It seems like if the season were to end today and Boogie was no, they're sixth in the West. I, but um, sorry, seventh in the West now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dropped. I mean, it's it's got to be effectively. You're saying that the Pels still have a shot because they still have Anthony Davis and they still have Drew Holiday, who are both playing really well. Etwan Moore is playing well. Like mm-hmm. they'll find production from other places without. I mean, Boogie. It's having one of the most ridiculous seasons possible. Like, if the season ended the day of Boogie's injury, he's a top three MVP candidate. Oh, yeah, no question. He was having his best season ever. And he's having one of the best a, seasons of a big in, moder- in the modern NBA. Yeah, just so it, it really helps when you have Anthony Davis playing the center when you can play power forward. But it doesn't matter. He was still doing it. And to have – but there, I, I read a, a really good article, Lincoln – his minutes played, you know, basically why he sort of got that injury. Like he was playing above his minutes that he usually does. And, you know, it's a shame that those, that is, that is the worst coming from somebody who's had that injury. It is the worst for a basketball player. Um, I'll never be on Boogie, Boogie Cousins level. Um, I won't be on any NBA level, but I did play college ball and it destroyed my college ball because I tore my right Achilles and I never had the same burst afterwards. Um, and I don't I know that's not his game entirely, but it, it takes a long time to get back to that level. So what do you think? Do you think they drop out and do you think they start selling? Because the trade deadline is what, February 8th, which is coming up real soon. Makes no sense for them to sell because I think they still want to try to make this work long term between Boogie and Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they still have a shot at the playoffs, by the way, because like if you look at the teams that are hanging around them. It's uh... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Clippers, who are two games behind them, and the Clippers kind of just blew it up a little bit. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, the Jazz, I think, are about five. I think the Jazz are four and a half games behind them. Yeah, they're in 10th right now. Actually, yeah, four and a half games behind them. Yep. And the question is, do you trust a Jazz team that's just starting to get healthy mm-hmm. to make up a four and a half game gap? And I don't. Because no, basically there's too much scoring that needs to be done by a rookie there. Rookies hit a wall. So I still think that they might make the playoffs. I still th- I still think there's an, like they've been playing well enough even with Boogie. I mean, they've been playing well enough even though they're probably losing the NBA's MVP. And yeah. that's going to certainly have an effect. But they've still got Anthony Davis. They've still got Drew Holiday. And what's going on behind them? Because then there's a real chasm in the West after Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, huh, canyon joke. But uh, <laughs> but uh, they uh, they um, it's it's just that you know it's between them, a team that just blew it up, and a team that's you know too too reliant, uh, wholly reliant on a rookie. Um, yeah. It's it's a toss up between those three, so I'm going to give it to the one that I'm still saying it's New Orleans is going to make the playoffs out of there. Yeah, I do too. They're seventh. Um, the Nuggets are eighth. Like you said, the Clippers are are clearly not even trying to make the playoffs. They're going to get rid of other fleet pieces, I believe, and they got rid of Blake. Uh, the Jazz are just, you know, how do you Donovan Mitchell is one of their best players. You're relying on a rookie. Um, you know, Joe Ingles is a good player. Rudy Gobert is a good player, but that's a lot to make up for a team that. It just isn't that great. And I know they've won three in a row. They've been playing a little better, uh, but they're still 22 and 28. So, you know, behind them is the Lakers who have no chance at making the playoffs. And then Memphis, Phoenix, Sacramento, Dallas, and none of those teams do. I actually think they still do too. And I wouldn't sell anything. If they sell Anthony Davis, they're just dumb. Um, unless somebody blows you out of the water with something you can't uh, say no to, you just can't trade Anthony Davis. So I would, I would say, I agree with you that they probably do still make the playoffs based on what's behind them, and I would not sell based on that. Yeah, uh, I think I think that they I think that they have a shot to put put something together there going forward. And yeah. it's it's a little annoying to me that New Orleans isn't a bigger market in the NBA because that city rules. Yeah, it's an awesome city to visit, and it, it really is, no question about it. Um, our last question comes from Ali at Giolino. He says, "Do you believe the story that Kyrie threatened to have knee surgery and wreck the team season?" If his trade demands were not met, or are the Cavs just spreading propaganda? Shaq did it. He did. So, yeah, I believe it. I mean, Shaq said what when he re-signed with the Lakers in the last three-peat when he didn't want to get knee surgery over the summer? 
that uh, he would only, uh, you know, he's like, that I'll, that I'll only get the surgery on company time. Mm-hmm. So Shaq did it. Hall of, well, Hall of Famer of wide repute and uh, much love did it. So what's going to stop a guy who doesn't think that the earth is round from doing it? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually totally believe that he did it. Um, that or that he was threatening to do it, I should say. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think what happened is you, you found out a lot more information about it. He realized that the Cavs were shopping him. Um, LeBron definitely thought they could get Paul George, and I, I can't remember the other player it was. Was it Eric Gordon? I think it was Eric Gordon, and that's who. Again, if LeBron's your GM, then you have issues because the guy is just terrible when it comes to you know players and you know he wants to get his guys paid and he did he got his guys paid the J.R. Smiths the Tristan Thompsons just so happened to be under his um his management as well so if that's the guy you're relying on for advice to get players um probably not the greatest idea and great basketball player but Kyrie Irving is way better than Eric Gordon and as much as I like Paul George she's way better than him too so I don't. I think Kyrie just want. You know, hey, you know what? Fuck you. If you guys don't want me here, I need to have this knee surgery. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I could definitely have it. Maybe it's a small thing. And I think he. I wholeheartedly think that he could do something like that. Like you said, Shaq did it. So if a team's not showing me love, and you know how these guys are, Justin, they just that's what they want. It's all about showing them love. And the minute because they they still seem like they're okay. LeBron and, and Kyrie seem like they're okay. They're playing on the same All Star team. You know, bad blood sometimes doesn't last very long with these guys. So, I, I not, definitely it's not like Russ and it's not like Russ and KD. No, no, no. We're also like any, playing yeah. on the same team. Yeah, and and you know, KD was I, I I get why he left. I wasn't a huge fan of where he went, but you know, to each his own. He won a championship. That's what he wanted to do. And Russell Westbrook acted like a big baby about it. So. You know, you can act like a big baby all you want, but the guy who left won a championship, so you can't hate on him. Um, next thing I want to move on to is, and I'll kind of let you take over here. I know you wanted to talk about uh, this game last Saturday. I believe it was the 27th, the Celtics and Warriors game, which was an amazing game. The Warriors pulled that one out by, I think, 109-105 score, I think it was. It was a 109-105 final. Yeah. So tell me what you want to talk about from that. Uh, there's, so I, I only told you one of the things I wanted to talk about from it because of the fact that you had um, probably their premier scoring point guard uh, head-to-head matchup and mm-hmm. between Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry where, as, where, where Kyrie Irving started out like a house on fire and played really, really well, but Steph Curry was just incredible at base. Steph, Steph Curry hit hit threes that just looked like, that no were shots in this game that nobody had any business taking. And I wish I could say I'm surprised by that, but we see him do this on a regular basis. He yep. it was he was absolutely amazing. And then you have also the other amazing matchup in this game which is the NBA's most two weirdly toolsy players putting together a stellar performance of weirdly toolsy games between Draymond Green and Al Horford. Like, I'm just going to give you the lines on Horford and Green quickly. Hor- <laughs> Horford, 34 minutes plus seven, six of 15 from the floor, two of three from two of three from three, 13 boards, three assists, two steals, and a, a block for 15 points and a plus seven. Okay. Draymond Green, four of 11 from the field, one of four from three. Uh, 11 boards, five assists, a steal, three blocks, 
and uh, a, a minus one for 15 points, right? So they basically played each other about, they basically played each other about even. And yeah, almost had, the same. I, I mean, and, and in this particular game, a minus anything, the only player, I think, like, the only bat, the only net, net minus player in this game who went really net minus was uh, Terry Rozier, who was a, yeah. a minus 19. Everybody else was uh, pretty close because the game itself went down to, uh, I mean, it was a it was a one point game with uh, less than a minute and a half left. Only reason to finish is a two possession game was uh, Boston. You know, just had to take them to the had to take Golden State to the line in mm-hmm. the last two possessions. But the game was constantly back and forth. Boston started out started out fast. Golden State cuts it to five at the up ten at the up ten at the end of the first. Golden State cuts it to five at the half. Golden State goes up six going into the fourth. Boston wins the you know wins the quarter in the fourth by uh, three points but come up four points flat four points short i mean the game was constantly back and forth and the two biggest culprits of it were uh were Kyrie and uh curry it was just a joy to watch and yeah it was i want more basketball games like that in my life yeah that that is excuse me if that ends up being your nba finals um i'm okay with that because that was really entertaining and not only was it entertaining, it ended up being a really good game. Um, but my question to you is, who would you rather have of those two point cards, Kyrie or Steph? Oh, I'd have Steph. I'd take Steph in a minute. Heartbeat. I, I love Steph Curry's game. I absolutely I lo- love it. I love him, too. Um, my buddy Mike, who always Osher, who always asks questions, can't stand him. I, I guess because it's like the baby Steph. He, everybody loves him, blah, blah, blah. The mouthpiece people don't like. I, I love the guy's game. Um, I don't care about either of their personalities. If we're talking about from the perspective of this question, like I can. Yo, t- me either. Yeah, I, no, can, I, mean, I can take that out of the conversation because, be perfectly honest, they both seem to be pleasant yet like slightly flawed individuals. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie has this. The funny thing is, is I listen to Kyrie on JJ Reddick's pod- podcast, which is actually really good. And when you hear him talk, he's incredibly intelligent. But then he thinks the earth is flat. So I don't understand where that comes from. It's not, you know, it's not real. It, That's where it comes from. It's, it's, an it's, it's an act. Yes, I guess it is. And I, I don't know how that helps your brand. I guess it just gets you likes and, you know, uh, traffic on your Twitter accounts. And again, their brand, these guys brand is everything. A lot of people don't realize that these guys actually make more money in their brands and their sponsorships than they do in their contracts. And NBA players, especially those two, are very well paid. Um, if you had the team right now, maybe this is a dumb question, but which team would you rather have right now? I'm going to take the team that's won two out of three finals and won, and won 73 regular season games in the year that they didn't. Okay. I, I would take I would take the Warriors. The Celtics the Celtics have the Celtics have a, a good team and it's it's young so there's upside there, but. They haven't won anything yet, so like I, I I'm they've not, won nothing. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't do it. And the thing with the Celtics is, when people say they're young, like Jason Tatum's played good, but Al Horford's their second best player. He's not young. No, he's not. I mean, J- Jalen Brown's a good player. Kyrie is, I mean, he's been, he's, I guess he's what, 25, I think. Yeah, he's 25, so he's technically young, but he's been in the league for six years. I mean, I, I guess they have young guys that add to the team and but the warriors aren't that old i mean the mccurry's i think 29 I mean, they're, they're obviously a little older but yeah i mean i would rather have the warriors as well but 
the Celtics have a lot of ammunition wise to see what they can do with their team. So I'm curious to see what, how that happens because it has a big effect on my six or so. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about is the Boogie Cousins injury, which we kind of talked about earlier because it was asked in the Twitter question. But Boogie's having an amazing season. One of the best ever for a big man. Just dominating, like you said, probably I would have voted for him for MVP. Him or James Harden at this point, I think, although I'd have to sit down and really look at it. Um, LeBron James is obviously having a great season, but that's what LeBron James always does. Yeah, it's boring to give LeBron James the MVP. He, he, LeBron James could have had seven in a row. Um, yeah. Voters just suffer from uh, award fatigue. Yep, that's basically what happens. Um, and happened to Michael Jordan, same type of thing. So he, he tore his Achilles, which is, again, I already said it, it's the worst injury you could possibly have. In basketball, maybe even sports in general, it's a long comeback. Boogie is a big man, um, not in the greatest of shape, but his game is not explosiveness. So my questions to you are, does he come back the same Boogie after not sure how much time? And if you're the Pelicans, do you give him the max deal? I, because give, I give him a max deal. You still give it to him? I still give it to him. Wow. Okay. He he doesn't play that above the rim. No, he doesn't play that above the rim at all. But you, it's it's really difficult when a guy who is 27, who's going to be 28 in August, and you're going to give him what five years? So that'll bring him to I'm um, bad at math, but 33, 32, 32. Um, and the guy is big. I Sorry, mean, I'm 33. not fat. 33. Right. Yeah, he's not fat. But he's certainly not in the best shape he can be. So his max is enormous. So you're still okay with giving him the max. You wouldn't you wouldn't try to go, hey, listen, we still love you. We still believe in you. We'll give you this contract. Risk you, uh, you got to take with him because of the fact that if you don't, somebody else will. See, I, if I'm the Pelicans, I, I just can't do it. I, I, that, that injury, maybe it's because I've been through it. That injury is so bad. And I know you're right. He doesn't play above the rim. That's not his game. I completely understand that. But you still have to be able to move in the NBA. And I just, it's going to take him, because he's so big, in my opinion, over a year. Um, well, I'm surprised you said that. I really am. I'm surprised that you said you still give it to him. It's just because, you know what, if you want to keep him there, you have to. Because if you don't, somebody else will. No doubt about that. Somebody else definitely will. There's no question. But if I'm the Pelicans, I don't want that to be me. Uh, you know what, though? What's there to lose for him? But, like, what's, there, what's there to lose there? They're not going to have a high pick in the draft. They um, won't. And... But, what, but you'll end up losing Anthony Davis, I think, quicker if Boogie can't play well. Because, and then you're stuck with a guy who is not the same player. And then, yeah, you'll get a haul for Anthony Davis. There's no question about it. Unless, although he's another off-injured player, but he's nothing like, like what Boogie, what just happened to Boogie Cousins. Davis has been more durable in recent seasons. He has. He definitely has. I don't know. I just, I, I would not, I, if I'm the Pelicans, I don't give him max deal. I really have to look at that. Um, I know it's not a Blake Griffin type thing because he's never been that injured. But he's bigger than Blake, and Blake's never had an Achilles. It's just a nasty injury, man. It's a one thing. If it was an ACL, I wouldn't think twice about it. I'd say, yeah, absolutely, he gets it. But that Achilles, there's not one player in the NBA except Dominic Wilkins who's came back, and I know they're completely different games, that's come back from that injury 
who's been the same. Wesley Matthews was a good player. Haven't to him, never the same. Um, it, it ended Isaiah Thomas's career. Um, I, I just, there's numerous examples. The, the Pistons, Isaiah Thomas, I should say, for people who are not old enough to know who that is. I hope you know who that is, but not the one that plays for the Cavs, the one that played, the Hall of Famer that played for the um, Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Sorry, the Detroit Pistons. I was thinking, I was thinking of Dominique Wilkins in the uh, coming back from it. Don't, yeah, don't, he did, don't, he did don't mind me, as you were. No, no, you're fine. He did come back from it, and he's the only one. And again, Dominique, but I give him credit, he reinvented his game because obviously Dominique was a big time above the rim player, and he had five good seasons after it. But the history goes against you. I just can't commit that kind of money to it. But that's good. We disagreed on something. I'd rather disagree than agree on everything. Um, Let's get to the Blake Griffin trade. So to start with, the Clippers traded Blake Griffin to the Detroit Pistons, and it goes as follows. Blake Griffin, Willie Reed, Bryce Johnson to Detroit in exchange for Avery, Avery Bradley and his expiring contract, Tobias Harris, who's having the best year of his career and a seven-year career, and he's having a very good year, Boban Marjanovic, Marjanovic, um, not really anything to speak about, their 2018 first-round pick and a 2019 second-round pick. So first of all, tell me who wins this trade, how do you feel about this trade? Um, who wins? It's Los Angeles. Uh, I totally agree. Because they got they got a bunch of they got a bunch of schlock that's going to sit on their books for a little bit. That's not going to help them win games. It's going to help them pick higher in the draft at some point. Mm-hmm. And they're going to wind off those contracts without having a really long term albatross. And they're going to get a few picks out of it. Yeah, I mean it's. I think they definitely won this trade. Um, so Blake Blake Griffin's injury history: broken kneecap, meniscus tear. This is all his left leg. Torn quadricep, knee bone bruise, sprained knee, strained hamstring, and knee surgery. I believe last year on his right knee. All for a guy who relies on mostly his athletic ability. Clearly, you watch him play. You know he's not the same player. He doesn't have the same first step. Doesn't have the same explosiveness. And that's what happens when you get repetitive injuries to your legs. And he also has that disgusting contract. Um, don't understand why they would trade for that. I don't understand. Tobias Harris is a decent player. We already went over what they gave him. Why? We kind of alluded to it earlier, but why would the Pistons do that? I, I don't know. Har- I mean, Harris is a borderline all-star. He's playing really well this year. Very well. Yeah. So I, I don't understand. Like there, it makes I've got, no I've got a soft to, spot for Tobias Harris. He's a Long Island guy. He's from not he's from not far from where I am. Soft spot for him. But he's still not that good. He's decent. Yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. He's not a special player or anything. He's nothing great. Um wouldn't build and, a team you know, around him. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Avery Bradley is not the same player since he left Boston system. He's had a terrible year, uh, and he's a free agent. And I would not resign him because he'll probably get pretty good money on the open market. So you're basically just clearing cap space and you're starting over because that's kind of what you have to do in the NBA to get better again. So I like the move from the Clippers standpoint. I just don't know why the Pistons would do that. And as we talked about earlier, it really doesn't make any sense to me. 
It, it really doesn't. It's a dumb move. It's a huge risk for a guy with a massive injury history and a guaranteed contract of $172 million, $173 million. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's just crazy money. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about, unless you had anything else, I've who got, do you? Th- I've got nothing Go else, but there is something I'm going to add to your question. Ask after you ask it. Okay. Who do you think should take Kevin Love's All Star spot? He broke his hand last night versus the Pistons, like we already said, um, out six to eight weeks. So who do you got? Right. So there's actually two open spots on these because you have John Wall's injury too. <clears throat> well, that was uh, didn't Andre Drummond get that? Andre Drummond got that one, correct? Yes. Right, but um, what I would do is I would probably say at this point, Ben Simmons. Yeah, that's, and I'm not playing a homer, but I think he should as well. I don't think it's even close. I heard some guys say Goran Dracic, uh, Jalen Brown, who were not Dra- even. Cl- Dracic is the one I'd consider at that point, just because I feel like you might need someone from Miami, considering what they've done. Yeah, they're sitting fourth. It's not a yeah. bad, and then he's 31 and. You know, how many more all-star games is he going to have a chance to make? I understand that. Um, the one thing we didn't, I did want to talk about as well is John Wall's, um, although my Sixers are losing to the fucking Nets right now, which is really pissing me off. Will Okafor is tearing you guys apart. It's he sucks. He can fucking it's suck kind a of, It's kind of funny. Oh, I don't, I, whatever. He sucks. We gave him up for nothing. He's terrible. But the, this goes, this is the only reason they're losing is because they just can't play defense. But I digress. Um, or they can play defense, but they take these teams lightly who they should beat. Um, anyway, what was I going with this? Oh, the John Wall injury. That is a massive injury. John Wall has knee surgery. He's going to probably miss two months. Um, they played first game Adam, with Adam. Bradley Beal scored 41 and they win. What, what do you see with the long-term alpha, uh, their long-term prospects though? Because this is a guy who has a lot of history of knee injuries and they just put him, well, they just gave him a massive contract. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen there, but I mean, I guess the idea is they need to move heaven and earth to uh, get him healthy because that's all they got. Yeah. That like that I mean that's what I shouldn't say it's all they got. I mean Kelly Oubre, uh Otto Porter and uh Bradley Beal are all very, very good basketball players, so it's actually that te- that team five on five is as good as almost any other team in the if you throw Gortat in there too. It's almost yeah. as good as any other team in the NBA. The problem is is that they're like, you know, and then also I guess uh, you know, Marquise Morris. But the 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 question is once you get past their sixth man, there's really not a whole lot there. No, there's not. And that, and that's and that's a lot of teams in the NBA because it's it's when you give out big contracts, it's really 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 hard to build around it. And the biggest thing is what you really have to do is it's through the draft. And they haven't really killed it through the draft. Um so this is devastating for them. Do I know the East is pretty bad, but do you see them staying in the playoff hunt? I'm guessing that's obvious or or maybe not. I think they stay in the playoff hunt. I mean, th- what this is going to do to them is I think it's uh, they're they're on a course where they're going to be flirting with the concept of, it, of home court in the first round. Yeah. And I think that this puts them at jeopardy of not of not accomplishing that. Like that's that's what that's what's at stake here is home court advantage in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I think what you said, there, there's their other starting four there. 
has too much talent and they're too good to be falling down out of the playoffs. Cause I don't think, you know, six through eight in the East is, I don't think they, I don't even think the Miami heat are probably not better than they are. So they, but maybe they are, they're playing well right now. They're number four, but yeah, it's just, he's had multiple knee injuries. It's another guy like you kind of had to give him that big contract. I love John Wall. He hasn't had a great year this year, even though he's named to the all-star team. Um, but he hasn't had a great year, and now he's hurt, and he's probably going to miss two months. So it's a huge blow for basketball, huge blow for the Wizards. But on that note, anything else you want to bring up, Justin, or you want to end it? No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, man. Well, I'm going to watch my Sixers probably lose this fucking Brooklyn Nets game, um, which, again, pisses me off. Justin's sitting in Brooklyn watching this game, so he's probably laughing. I'm laughing, or, but I'm also, already wa- making I'm also watching the Knicks it. lose to, the Cel- to a Kyrie-less Celtics, so – I can't really talk about much, but I will say that playing the Celtics in Boston and losing on the second night of a back-to-back versus losing to the Nets who are playing their second night of a back-to-back. I know. Um, one feels like it's acceptable and one feels like it's wholly unacceptable. Oh yeah, my my innards are burning. It's not it's not acceptable to lose to that team. Um Although D'Angelo Russell's kind of played really well and Dinwiddie's played well all year. But again, it comes down to defense. And if you don't play defense consistently, you will lose. So on that note, I just that, saw, one thing I do have to say about the Nets, there isn't a team in the NBA who has a significantly worse front court than them. Their they're front fucking court awful. is fucking terrible. DeMar Carroll is. is a nice player. We've seen him play well for a few yeah. teams. He's good in, he was good in Toronto. He's good in Atlanta. He's a nice player. But if that's the best player in your front court, you are in a whole <laughs> lot of trouble. Yeah, that's true. And I and I I'm a big D'Angelo Russell fan. Listen, I wanted the guy here in that draft. Um, didn't happen. But you know, I still think he if he can get the knuckleheadness out of him, he's a good player. And, and he did have the knee issues, and people were worried about that. So if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be an excellent player in the NBA. Um, but on that note. We'll end there. Um, Justin and I, I think, are going to be doing a U.S. pod on Monday. Uh, we had to sit through that ridiculous transfer window, so you'll hear that. That's about it for me. What about you, buddy? Anything coming up? I, I got nothing coming up, um, but, uh, yeah, nervous about uh, my Super Bowl on Sunday, which is uh, a potential fourth-place uh, six-pointer against Spurs. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a um, – Spurs beat United tonight, I think, 2 nothing. I missed a lot of that because I was out. But um, is that at our place? That's, that's it's it. At, that's it's at Anfield. It's at Anfield. I'm thinking, I know this is a basketball podcast, but I'm thinking we win that game. And if we do, we're in really good shape, in my opinion. Unless nobody gets – if somebody gets hurt, we're fucked, basically. Um, Spurs, but, Spurs is a good team. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, yeah. well, they, yeah, it's funny. But they, they are a good team, and – they, they beat us pretty handily the first time, so let, let us give them a little payback. But um, that's it for tonight. We'll see you guys next week with episode 22. Um, everybody be kind to each other. And uh, me and Justin will talk to you next week.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.